Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time, a legion on Zoom. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. And as usual, I'm Chez. And I'm Miguel. And I'm Rod. And we are headed on another adventure, guys. Not just any episode of the Legion on Zoom, a very special, well, we're trying to make it as special as we can. It's not really special, but a San Diego Comic Con special episode. Very, very true. San Diego Comic Con! For those of Sorry. the for those of the pop culture quote unquote parentheses nerd ilk or what have you, it's the New Year's, the Christmas, the Valentine's Day, the fucking Arbor Day, the July Fourth, what have you. This is like the mother of all events, and it technically didn't happen this year, and it technically did, because even though because due to the ongoing pandemic, as we all know, it's still going on. Uh, they canceled the whole thing because it's impossible to social distance in cosplay, as you guys know, and also just a bunch of people on top of each other. At least, I, I think at least it wouldn't be a problem with the masks, though. I think people will be wearing fucking a ton of masks. Word. Dope-ass masks, too. That would have been epic. That would have been epic, but then it would have been negated by all the body sweat in those uh, amazing costumes. <laughs> um... Yeah, so the event actually happened. A bunch of panels were held. They were streamed for free. So this might be like the first Comic-Con where everyone saved money. And um, we all got to see some pretty cool stuff. I don't know about that. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so usually Marvel and DC, they're the main events for San Diego Comic-Con, the biggest Comic-Con in the world. But although New York Comic-Con is slowly creeping up, uh, to take that title, New York City! But this year, DC's taking all their shit and having their own online event next month uh, called DC Fandom. That's on August 22nd, and we will for sure be covering that as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and let's be honest. Pretty soon after that, we're probably going to cover a Marvel Fandom event. Well, hopefully... Hopefully, if they have a, a fandom, I think don't, don't they usually have that Disney Expo, the D23 thing, whatever they do around? I don't even no, remember when of, they do it. I was thinking about that as I was saying the Marvel fandom event, but then I started speculating in my head as I was talking that they're probably going to spin off a whole Marvel thing. Like, they're like, okay, so they're doing that at Warner Brothers, you know, like with DC. Let's do like a Marvel bash. Yeah, and it'll be all bad news. Spider Man delayed. <laughs> Uh, the WandaVision <laughs> delayed. Falcon and the Winter Soldier delayed. The Lay Fest 2020 delayed till 2021. The Infinity Gauntlet would be powerless <laughs> against COVID. Like this shit is just taken over and delayed all everything. It, we're mm. the the New Mutants is supposed to come out. I think next month. It's just the only comic book movie currently getting a theatrical release officially. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But to- totally, exactly. We'll just get nothing but bad news, you know, but exactly as long, you know, because in, in COVID, you know, Infinity Gauntlet has nothing against, you know, with COVID, man. Shit. Like, I think even at this point, I think Thanos would have died from COVID. He <laughs> probably caused COVID. Shit. shit. How many people has he killed already? This is like his dream. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think the COVID mortality rate is a little bit below the infinity gauntlet snap of Word. 50%. So far. <laughs> so, so far. So far. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit below. Yeah. That. So yeah, but to talk about San Diego Comic-Con, exactly like Chess was saying, this, this is like Christmas, you know, for, for, for us comic book fans. Like I, every year when we reach Comic-Con, it's just awesome. Like, I remember just waking up, seeing what was in the news, you know, it was like, I you know, wasn't able to be there and just see what was announced. And, and I was kind of excited when I first heard that they were making the San Diego Comic-Con, like, at home. You know, it was going to be free. It was all going to be streaming. I thought, like, well, dope. That, that, that sounds like a good idea. But it did, like, it sucked exactly like Rod said. Like, so DC and Marvel, basically, which were obviously the big names took out basically all they didn't have any big showing there so it's like come on guys you guys get give it to the fans we need it you know it's a fucking pandemic and not just that there was also a justice con event the same weekend so there's these like independent conventions popping up too but i feel like justice con had the real news that the, the real juicy shit they released they released uh, a very short clip of Zack Snyder's upcoming Justice League, which reveals who who walks up on Alfred, you know, in that Jurassic Park-esque when his whiskey glass is, like, rippling. And then he's like, oh, we've been waiting for you, or some shit like that. So in the scene that we were shown in during Justice Con... Would it be a spoiler, like, if you said it? Uh, no. No! No. A spoiler for a teaser? God damn. <laughs> but, I mean, because you, you said somebody. That's why I was asking. It's on YouTube. Oh. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everywhere. I'm just like, I mean, he didn't say who it was. That's why I'm, I was asking. So it's Black Suit Superman. Mm. What? All right? So, mm. so and, and these uh, Black Suit scenes were completely omitted from the Joss Whedon cut. So it's good to see that. And he revealed that there's more to come for fandom. So I'm stoked. Yeah, apparently he said, right, that I, at DC fandom, he's going to finally confirm whether this, uh, the, uh, his, the, the Snyder cut for the Justice League is going to be either um, a movie right uh, like a, a who knows how many hours long movie or if it's going to be like a series kind of like a four episode thing so that's that's actually and i think he's going to actually have some kind of trailer for it Ooh. so it's fucking cool yeah he has as much as four hours they revealed that's a lot of content jesus christ and it's like the more news keeps coming out about the whedon hit job essentially because at this point any more news that comes out about the snyder cut is just a bunch of like a bunch more news and evidence about the weed and hit job. It just goes to show. I would like, I, I would just like to say for the fans listening right now, we, you heard it first, weed and hit job right here, Legion on Zoom, episode one. If this is the first time you're listening, please stop, pause right now, go to episode one, and you'll find all the details about the weed and hit. I wasn't a believer. I wasn't, but you know, I, I, I see the light. People called me crazy. I was made fun of. It was. I went through a dark time. You were tarred and feathered at one point. Like legit tarred and feathered. <laughs> that shit hurt. But I overcame. And I stood for my beliefs in the wooden hit job. Every time Snyder opens his mouth, there's just more evidence. How do you have four hours of unused footage? That's a whole movie. Oh, right, right. Also, he said that he's going to use zero of Whedon's yeah. reshoots. So we're going to get all fresh, zero. fresh footage. Yeah, so like at that point, it's not unused footage. It's like, hey, I have a different movie. It is a different movie. Exactly. So it's like, so, like, 
it just points out overwhelmingly that when they brought Whedon in, and I'm sorry I sound upset because it's just so crazy. Like, I wish I could be a fly on the wall for his creative process. Like, yeah, I'm going to purposely make this shit. Like, I just came over from, you know, like the Disney Marvel camp. I'm doing awesome shit over there. So obviously I know what awesome is, and I'm going to come here and make shit. Like, come on. And co- collect a paycheck. You know Kevin Feige. Exactly. Kevin Feige sent him on the low. Like, yo, go sink that ship. It's already, it's already like, you know, on its last legs. Fuck that. Yo, I, be- I believe that 100% over like 150 year old scotch yeah and we and we we've talked about this at length i <laughs> i have my thoughts my my impressions on Zack snyder but right, yeah. but but that's true about the the week because that's a good point exactly because because we've seen we didn't do good shit right because even even age of ultron which was like uh, it, it was it was but it was better than justice league like, come on oh, like by even, far like, like even his absolute worst was eons better than what he did on justice league and then it goes to show that, technically, by Snyder's logic, if he's using a 0% of the Whedon footage, that means that Whedon used a 0% of the Snyder footage. No, no, I'm not necessarily. You get what I'm saying? Like, but, like, you kind of get what I mean? Like, it's kind of crazy. So, like, like. Because we covered in the first episode how, like, about a third was used of his footage so he cherry in the in the theatrical release yeah because remember because remember for the whedon cut they did a massive amount of reshoots right so that's why we got the infamous you know super stash or whatever the hashtag was with superman having the you know henry cavill having to have he had a mustache because he was filming i don't know what movie another one spy film mission impossible oh it was a mission impossible yeah right no 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 no, 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 no. I think was the agent that uncle. Oh, from the uncle. Yeah, exactly. Some shit yeah. like that. Something that's named after a relative. By the way, Henry Cavill can fucking rock a mustache. So I'd be okay with a Superman with a mustache. He looks pretty fucking dope. Henry Cavill rocks. Period. <laughs> that's oh, true. and speaking of which, I just learned that they used the body double. So he never actually filmed scenes in that new brightened up Superman costume that we saw in Justice League. Out of disgust. And, and no wonder, like, his neck looked skinny. I'm like, damn, what happened to Henry Cavill? Like, you know, is he like going through <laughs> some shit? Because he's just getting more and more jacked over time. Yo, I love that you saw Justice League and you're like, yo, what's up? My boy's neck is skinny. Like, yo, like, how did you notice that's, that's, real. That, that's a fan. <laughs> His hairline looked funny. I'm like, wait a second. What's going on? So not only was the mustache removed, but his face was superimposed on his stunt double. Oh, no. And that's why he just looked that's why he just looked weird. It, it just looked strange all around. Right. So that's the thing. So we didn't use, you know, a lot of the stuff that was already done, you know, by by Snyder, but then he went fucking ham on fucking making reshoots, right? And having them come back, refilm a lot of the stuff, and then also fucking like color grading the shit out of it, changing drastically the colors from like a much more of a darker tone to a little bit more vibrant and like even like reddish kind of colored thing. Uh, and like and like Rod said with the suit, just you know, making it pop more like with the colors. So Yeah, fuck that. I like Zack Snyder. He just took all the color out. Just black. Straight up. And, and there are rumors that there's gonna be a black and white release of the Snyder cut too. <laughs> just to, to to play off of the uh the promo art, the promo images that were released. And also just a quick side notice, I wanna give a sincere apology to our listeners for us going on this Snyder cut tangent again. <laughs> I right. feel like they deserve that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all Justice Con news. So back to San Diego yes, Comic Con. We did. Wait, 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 wait. I think just to wrap up the Justin Con news, I do want to say though, right? Because you guys have heard me. I, I talk shit about the Sex Sex Snyder cut. You know his films. 
But seeing that scene, though, seeing that scene of seeing Superman in the black suit, I'm like, that, that looks dope. Like, I I, I want to see this. Like, Bam. I'm actually, yeah. Bam. I mean, we did, so San Diego Comic-Con did have one little nugget for us fans. The, primarily the New Mutant sneak peek. They held a panel. I haven't seen the footage, but, you know, we could always just take a quick pause and take a peek. I don't know what you mean about quick pause, but we can use our special Legion on Zoom. Fucking gimmicks <laughs> i think he said a quick pause because he just didn't want to detail our advanced technology but if you guys want me to push the button i can push the button push the button <laughs> let's do it and we're back from viewing those two awesome trailers with our awesome technology for real so yeah the new mutants trailer guys what do you think that was freaking insane. <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm excited about that because I find first of all, right? Like, uh, like it's supposed to come out in August. This is the first time they're giving us at least they gave us two full minutes of the movie, and and like <laughs> didn't they start filming like back in 1992 or whenever it was? Like it's been fucking. They filmed this years ago. Word. This movie's older than the comic book. It's <laughs> that it's inspired by. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, apparently this was part of Fox's uh, attempt to take a new direction with their X-Men franchise. You know, we had Logan, rated R, very serious. Uh, Hugh Jackman's beautiful swan, so uh, swan song to the series. We had Deadpool, just yeah. fucking awesome. And this movie was supposed to come out like three, four, three years ago or some shit like that. Yeah, no, but like I, I, I'm excited. I like the trailer because I honestly I was losing, <laughs> I was losing enthusiasm for this movie. But because I actually I am a big X-Men fucking fan, you know? Like we've talked about Rod's a DC fanboy. I'm a fucking huge X-Men fan, so I'm very excited. I personally haven't really, really read the new 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 mutant books. Right? I've been reading the new one that's been written by Jonathan Hickman, which is which is fantastic. Um, so I was excited to see the clip. They, they gave us our first live uh, incarnation of Danny Moonstar. She's the girl in the clip that the dad, did, you know, because she's Native American, that the dad's trying to protect her from whatever. And then we get a small, small little taste at the end of, of the clip of showing us uh, of Wolfsbane. Uh, uh, what's her name? Rannis Sinclair? Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. So that's like oh, exciting to see them on fucking screen. Let's see what they do. The one thing that struck me kind of odd um, about the trailer, though, was just the fact that unless you know about these very niche characters within, like, the bigger X-Men universe, you'd have no idea that this was a comic book property. You would think that this is just, like, a horror movie. Word. Oddly enough, like, as I was watching it, I was like, if I didn't know that this was within, like, the mutant corner of, like, the Marvel universe, I'd have no idea that this was a Marvel movie. Yeah, and this movie's not attached to any continuity anymore. I, I honestly don't care much about it, to be honest, because, you know, Fox <laughs> Fox has been acquired by Disney, and of course they're going to take the X-Men franchise. The Marvel Studios is going to take that and do their own thing with it. This is just like a layover. This is like a, you know, it's like a, a leftover is what I meant to say uh, of like the X-Men franchise. Yeah, It's both layovers and leftover. Well, when you're when you're on a layover, you know, you're on a flight, you want to watch some shit, you're probably going to watch the mutants, right? Yeah. Nah, 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 I disagree, I disagree, because I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited about the movie because I do, I think I'm thinking about it. Yeah, all right. It's not connected to any large cinematic universe. It will, who knows if it will be though down the road, right? But but like, I don't, it's not. But I, I'm thinking about it like like the Joker movie, right? 
or, or where even even sort of Logan. Logan was sort of like, is it connected? Is it not connected? Right? Um, where where I I honestly just want a good film. And I want it to be a dope film about mutants and especially, especially, especially the new mutants. I'm very cool. Happy to see like Cannonball, Sunspot, fucking Danny, uh, Wolfsbane. They're in it? Uh, yes, they're the, new, they're the new mutants. Okay, okay. I'm a little bit more interested That's now. That's going to be epic, do we, yeah, yeah. Do we know who the villain is? Not that I know of. Originally, originally I think they all got together in the comic books because of, of, of the Shadow King and, and Legion, too. And Legion uh, was a big deal because I think uh, I think that's if I remember correctly, that's what the storyline was before. So I I don't know if they'd be using Shadow King, but given that Shadow King, I don't know if you guys, I don't think you guys have seen this, but Shadow King is heavily heavily used in the Legion show. Oh yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. also a very fucking good mutant show. I highly recommend. Yeah, I saw a few episodes. That Legion show was fucking trippy. The one thing that um, I wouldn't be surprised is kind of like you said. Who knows? Like if this movie does make a lot of money out of nowhere you're gonna see the new mutants are being adopted into like the next phase of whatever the fuck that shit ain't gonna happen (laughs) rod or or maybe not the whole thing but shit dude you said cannonball do you know how epic it's gonna be to see cannonball on screen my boy sam guthrie let's do it bro that movie should be free on YouTube, <laughs> and it should be released now. Like, what the fuck are they waiting for? Yeah, I mean, I- I'm willing to go to the movie theater. I'm willing to, you know, risk catching COVID to watch it because I love going to the wow. movies to watch comic book films. Obviously, we Hell all do. Yes. It's a social event, and hey, we get to you know rock some masks and shit, right? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'll be right there with you, buddy. We'll we'll do we'll do a podcast episode in the theater. Fuck it. <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but yeah, so New Mutants, at least they gave us that. They gave, they gave us, uh, uh, we, neither one of us saw the panel, but we heard it was fine. I, I don't care at this point. Just fucking give us a movie. I did watch the director talk about it a little bit, a little bit at the end and how yes. earlier, the earlier scripts were more tied to the larger X-Men universe because uh, Eliana Rasputin is a character. In, and, and they were supposed mm. to give nods about her, you know, she's Colossus' sister. You know, we saw Colossus in Deadpool. We've seen him in the X films. I mean, they still could, right? Because we got a different version of Colossus in both those movies anyway. Exactly. I love the Deadpool Colossus. Word. That was awesome. Yeah. I also love the um, Days of Future Past, who also, that was the guy that appeared in, right, X3 and X2 as well. Word. But yeah, that, that, part, that, that version was dope too. But yeah, Deadpool 1 was fucking hilarious. I'm not going to front though. I mean, like, even though we got like that full-on Colossus in Deadpool 2 and we got that awesome one beforehand, does anything top that moment where we first saw him transform full-on? You know, like, I think it was what, X1, right? That's X2 when, X2, uh, Stryker, yeah, X2, X2. when Stryker's Black Ops uh, infiltrate the X-Mansion and Wolverine goes ham. That's the first time we really see Wolverine do a Berserker barrage, barrage on screen. He just, like, Word. to protect the kids and shit, that is one of my favorite, if not... My favorite X film of them all, X Two, X Men United. Yes. All right, so I think I think I think we've we've been we've been I think for the last few episodes really been focused a lot on DC, and we've said there's been a lot of DC news. So at least that's the one good thing about San Diego Comic Con. We got we got this dope two minute preview to New Mutants, and related to Marvel, we got finally the first trailer for the new show to be aired on Hulu for uh, Hellstrom. Hellstrom, because 
technically, the character's name can be called different things. He's actually called also Hell Storm in the comic books, but also by Hellstrom. So now we just saw the trailer too. What do you guys think? I think it's a knockoff Constantine. Like, it, it, well, you know, these companies always, you know, they mimic each other with their properties. And from the trailer, I get that it's a Constantine-esque show. Very supernatural. He's probably going to have some love interests. Maybe he's an alcoholic. Some shit like that. Shit, at that point, that wouldn't be a knockoff. That would be Constantine. Or <laughs> <laughs> that straight, just copy and paste. Yo, but actually, actually, that made me think, too, because in a recent episode, which people will hear, we, we, we talked about the Lucifer uh, trailer. And I think this gave me a little bit of vibes for that, too, because I don't know if you guys know. I know a little bit. I haven't really read too much about Hellstrom. I've just read mostly about him when he pops up in different comic books. He actually came up a lot in the New Avengers book that was written, I think, by Bendis primarily. The one that had, uh, 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 what was it called? Uh, 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 the Voodoo, Voodoo Brother. Or no, was it Brother Voodoo? As, as like, the, he became the Sorcerer Supreme at some Sorcerer point. Yeah, yeah, because I think the cool thing about Hellstrom that makes him, I think, a little bit different than Constantine is that he's the literal son of Satan. Damn. So he's, he's the son of Lucifer himself. And, and, and in the trailer, we see that his sister's involved, too. And so it's the, born from a human woman and you know, which is pretty much like Sabrina. <laughs> you guys have seen Sabrina Teenage yeah. Witch, is basically that's Hell the idea. Yeah. And so, so it's like I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but yeah, exactly. It's like a Constantine, you know, Lucifer kind of thing. But I, I like the trailer. Well, I actually enjoyed it thoroughly, and I'm sick of everyone like just thinking that like the magic realm, or when it comes to comics in general, that it's just like a few characters. We need far more magical diversity, so to speak. We need far more characters. So, like, for us to be getting a Hellstrom movie, and for the first thing you guys to say that is, like, a Constantine, <laughs> that's a post Wait, who's getting a Hellstrom movie? You're getting a well, Hellstrom show, movie? Well, the show, sorry. <laughs> um, the Hellstrom show. Yo, did you use our powers to go so fucking deep in the future that you saw we're getting a movie? That's dope. Oh, shit. Can't wait for that. That's exactly what happened. Direct to Hulu. <laughs> word but um the fact that we're getting like a hellstrom show and then like the first thing that happens is that it, it gets compared to constantine as opposed to it's being like its own thing kind of proves that we need far more like diversity as far as characters go within like the magical realm i thought it was amazing and i thought and i personally think as far as concept goes there's gonna be far more different stories mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody who learned to do magic as somebody who's like a borderline celestial being. It's cool to have new characters. Um, I'm probably gonna skip it. I, I did enjoy Cloak and Dagger on Hulu. That was a good a good show. No, that was that, that wasn't that, that wasn't on Hulu. No, that was on Freeform. It was also on Hulu. Well, really? yeah, maybe both platforms, but I saw it through Hulu. Oh, nice. And they also had the Runaways, and you know, this was uh, Hellstrom was part of, you know. Uh, multiple shows that marvel was planning right ghost rider was supposed to get a spin-off the ghost rider from the agents of shield show i would have loved that but now apparently they're putting all their efforts into their own uh disney plus shows yeah no and and i guess that makes sense i get i get like why are you guys gonna make fucking shows for potential i guess i guess disney owns hulu too i don't even know disney owns the world pretty much at this point yeah, no yeah that shit is really confusing like like it's pretty bugged out it's kind of like they're going to make shows for Disney Plus. They're going to make shows on Hulu. They own both services, but you can't access the shows on 
Boom. Like, honestly, for me, like, I, I saw the trailer, Hellstrom. I liked it. I'm excited. I know a little bit about the character, enough to get me, like, intrigued. But to be honest, it's the same thing. I don't know how much I'm going to watch it until I hear the reviews, probably. Because the other thing, too, besides it's uh, besides it not being necessarily, like, such a well-known person, is that it's on Hulu, too, right? So I'm like, I'm not still sold on Hulu and their shows. You know, like, I saw Runways and eh, really didn't not trash. Trash, exactly. And it's like, I love Hulu for seeing old shit on Hulu. Their own uh, shows, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm up there. And for the listeners that are not fans of mainstream, com- mainstream comic books or comic books at all, uh, Brian K. Vaughn did a, a fantastic run of The Runaways for Marvel Comics, which yeah, is one of my yeah, favorite yeah. and only loosely tied to continuity. And I was expecting the same from this show, the same kind of depth to the characters, but it turned out to be like a, like a weird kind of drama, like, like a, a UPN 9 kind of deal. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Quality was trash. <laughs> I haven't heard the term UPN 9 in years. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, luckily, Cloak and Dagger did really well. It was Netflix-esque. But other than that... You recommend? I haven't seen Cloak. All I saw were the trailers, and I felt, I felt it was going to be another teen drama-ish thing that Runaways was. But so then you're saying it's worth checking it's it out? It's really good. It's really good. I mean, it does get kind of wacky toward the end of the first season, but it's a quality show. Yo, and they got canceled, right? Did they? Yeah, I think so. Isn't, isn't everything getting canceled nowadays? And just all go, like, they should just put all their effort into their original programming for Disney+. Plus Because I, I feel like we live in a continuity-driven world, especially with the Marvel property. I mean, look at, look at Infinity War and what it did. Bringing how many years of films into one amazing two-part adventure like people i think that's what people want to see but yeah no, again I like agree. you mentioned the joker did really well and it was you know divorced from continuity and i think that's the beauty of comic book movies and first of all yeah i just googled so yeah so they were canceled in october so it was just one season so at least at least you know that i think that also motivated me to see it see it but i think that's the cool thing about the comic book movies because it fits in between those two worlds right because because the one of the great things I think about reading comic books is the continuity, you know, and how insane it is, how long it is. There's so much history. They're trying to retcon it. There's the rebirth crises to kind of get it back. But it's all it's still within one world. No, like, you know, when you're reading a Spider-Man comic book that when he's doing whatever he's doing in that book, Iron Man and everybody else is doing their own shit in, some, in their own. But in, it, it's within the same world. So that's that's one of the awesome things about comic books. Obviously, the great things about movies and films are like, well, that they're awesome standalone works of art. That's the cool thing about this, right? That they can do both, right? They can do movies like Joker. Who you're like, let's just fucking make it a beautiful film. I, I wasn't a big fan of Joker, but we'll talk about this some other day. But it, 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 but it was a great film. No, no, I want to talk about this right now. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? That shit was awesome. I liked it. I liked it. I just, I, I didn't like, I felt like at the end, all of a sudden, like with the Joker movie, like, they they kind of all of a sudden especially in the spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet yeah by now i think it's safe to just go for it i know right you should have seen it by now i felt at some point they they did a good job you know people that don't know i'm obviously biased because i'm I'm a neuropsychologist so I, i know about mental health and stuff like that so i think they did a good job for the most part showing his neurological illness showing his mental health issues and showing that he's fucking, you know, out of it, right? Struggling. But then all of a sudden, at the end, when he kills Robert De Niro, 
he gives this speech where he's all aware of these societal issues and he's making making these commentaries that I felt there was nothing in the film that made me think that he was going to do that, right? The world around him was making these commentaries about social issues, but he wasn't. He was, he was detached. He was like, I don't know. I just want to be funny and that's it, you know? And I felt when that scene happened, that's what killed it for me because I felt that was a director getting into him. What's his name? Todd Phillips getting into him and then giving his soapbox commentary of the world, which was like, that's fine. But like he, how, how all of a sudden, you know, the Joker's like super rational and making all these comments about society when he wasn't doing any of that before. That's what I didn't like. And that for me ruined the movie. It, it was still a great movie. I would still give it like, I don't know, an 8.5 out of 10. But for me, that was the piece I was like, ah, come on Damn, now. it's high. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I still like it. Well, I mean, I find it kind of odd that you said that the Joker wasn't like that because from what I remember, like in almost in every single iteration, so whether he was the leader of the Red Hood gang, whether he was, whether, nah, he, whether he was... No, 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 but I mean, I, I, no, I agree, I agree. No, but I'm talking about this Joker, the one that we saw, Arthur Fleck, the guy we saw in no, yeah, the movie, but, but like him. That was going to be the next iteration that I mentioned, even as a stand-up comedian, Arthur Fleck. What if that's how he felt internally, but he finally came to his full realization at the end of the movie? You know what I mean? We all have sentiments that we really can't express. But what if when, like, all the levees break, he's able to, like, you know, express himself in a more thorough manner? What if, like, those are all the things he knew about society, but he couldn't bring himself to say any of it? Maybe he felt some kind of shame or something, or maybe he just had so many mental blocks. Because as you can see, the guy was a pushover. Who would express themselves that thoroughly when they're that much of a, you know, like of a doormat, basically? That really doesn't happen. He went from being like the ultimate introvert to being the ultimate extrovert. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't think that it, it was like some grandstand on a soapbox. I think that that's how the character felt the whole time. And it just got to the point that when everything broke, that's when he found the way to finally say it. It's kind of like, aside from, you know, committing murder, he had like a brain gasm. Oh. And then Todd Phillips kind of left it up to the audience to determine what occurred and what did not occur in that film. I hated that part. No, but see, for example, I love that. That's great. I love that we're both having these different views from the movie because it's a, it's a good, it's a, it was a good film, you know? Like we can have, you know, even the first, I disagreed with that part. I didn't like that part. But I still, I can acknowledge that it was a fucking, Joaquin Phoenix killed it as fucking the, 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 the whole film. It was beautifully filmed. Yeah, the cinematography yeah. is amazing. My favorite part. Ah, like, and it was, come on. They, ha they had a lot of scenes here in the Bronx. Like, come on, it's fucking dope. It, it, it was great. So, but I do think that's the cool thing that, all right, if, if you want to do a movie that's a standalone like that, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust you. But if you want to make it connected to the fucking bigger universe like comic books are, like, ah, oh, that's the, that's a, I think you can do both. That's awesome. All right, gentlemen. So I post this question to you then. Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix? Heath Ledger. I don't, I don't know if that's fair, but I'm going to go with Ledger as well. Really? Holy crap. I mean, what do you mean by not fair? Because um, Joaquin Phoenix wasn't pitted against the Batman. I mean, we did have a Bruce Wayne. I, I don't know. You need these characters to play off each other, especially the Joker. And, and I feel like, you know, Heath Ledger had 
an amazing Batman to play off of. You know, some argue that he's the best, right? That's a very good point. Joaquin Phoenix kind of carried that film all on his own. The Bruce Wayne plot was very minor and maybe even thrown in specifically for the hardcore fans. Hell yes. Very true. Very good point. Good point. Good point. But yeah, Jack Nicholson all the way. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is a good segue. Speaking of standalone DC films, and also, we touched on Constantine oh. earlier. It's the 15-year anniversary of Keanu Reeves' yes. Constantine film. Thoughts? Well, to be perfectly honest, I've always preferred the standalone Keanu Reeves version of Constantine to the entire continuation of the established Constantine lore. I really prefer that L.A. version Everything about that movie was so amazing. Like, the only flaw, it was that I felt it was too short. And then it also gave us that awesome song by A Perfect Circle. Oh, right. I forgot Which about one was that. that one. Passive, right? Passive, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's a mainstay on my gym playlist. But, oh, no, but, but I'm glad. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because as we were talking about, like, how saying how, because we know if we're saying when, when we saw the Hellstrom t- trailer that it reminded us of Constantine, which Constantine are we thinking about here? We're thinking about Constantine, the Keanu Reeves movie, probably, right? Or are you thinking it reminds yeah. you of the Matt Ryan show? Like, ah, come on. Yeah, maybe more Keanu I, Reeves. Yeah. I hear Constantine, I'm thinking Keanu. <laughs> well. Yeah, but I, I, I got to see bits and pieces of that panel that they had. First of all, I love that, that, that Keanu Reeves was there to talk about Constantine. And I loved seeing, God, he's a fucking great guy. Like, honestly, like, or, he loved playing Constantine. He had such fond memories of being on set and doing, and actually you mentioned about it being in L.A. Apparently, that was thanks to him. That he like speculated like uh, no, he said stipulated in his contract that that it had to be filmed in LA like they, they, on location like they didn't have to go like some fucking random you know pretending it's Vancouver in Vancouver and pretending it's fucking LA and they did it actually in LA proper uh, and that was because of him because <laughs> he wanted That's awesome. that. That was a good so, call. And I love actually I think we've mentioned this before actually in the episode where we talked about who's more epic Constantine versus Strange that he also had the same reservations as we had where he said that he felt uncomfortable at the beginning because he said he never had heard about Constantine. Like he read the script and he's like, all right, cool. And then he read the Hellblazer books. And then he was saying, well, I'm not British or blonde, you know, so that he felt a little bit weird about that. But he was able still to kind of get a little bit at the core of who, you know, John Constantine is. And so I'm... I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that difference. I would love to see a sequel. I've heard rumors that it's possible. All right, this is, this is wild, dark web, internet, 3 a.m. <laughs> shit. Again, this is a, se- a special segment right now. 3 a.m. internet. That Put on the tinfoil Ezra, hats, that, folks. <laughs> that Ezra Miller's Flash is going to jump through the multiverse, and it's going to provide an opportunity to potentially have him visit Constantine, Green Lantern, Batman, etc. Can you imagine Good Lord. to have him meet Keanu Reeves's Constantine and just fucking just blow the lid off of the movie theater? For those of you who are not looking at the video, Miguel threw his arms up in total disarray at that theory. I just, I just couldn't. I forgot. I forgot it's a podcast for a second there. Can you, can you imagine? 
Dude, you, I man. can't because that'd be so freaking insane. It, in, in a post-Infinity War world, you got to up the ante with these comic book movies because yeah. it, it's to a right. point where I don't even rewatch. I used to rewatch every MCU movie theatrically and then at home a few times. But now there's so many of them that it, there's no time to watch them all or the shows. Mm-hmm. But when you have a huge event like you know, end game and, and what's what flashpoint is looking like it's going to be with bringing in Michael Keaton and potentially Ryan Reynolds. Like these films are going to get huge. And there's all kinds of rumors tied to Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness about having him potentially visit, you know, other worlds and other iterations of these characters, other film versions. Jeez Louise. It's like to throw the kitchen sink at us. You know, like the one thing that I've always liked about, um, Keanu Reeves as Constantine that it just came to mind that you know how in DC we get like the super multiverse treatment you know like the the crime syndicate the injustice gang like every single major hero has so many different variations on and on and on and on word with Constantine we really have only gotten like one Constantine however his only other variation which is like a very minor DC treatment is the one with Keanu Reeves as far as I know as far as I know, we've only been treated to one version of Constantine pretty much across the board. You mean, you mean like in, in film and TV or you mean you're including comic books? Yeah, in comic books too. Like it's always like one Constantine. You know what I mean? Like as far as I... The British guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. The British one, yeah. Actually, 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 for, for our Constantine B versus Strange episode, I did a little bit of research. And technically, actually, there's two Constantines in the DC universe. Because they were saying, I was saying uh, for the, the original one from the Gaiman universe, right? From yeah. Sandman and all that, which he, he's the older version of Constantine. But when the, when the rebirth happened, uh, no, not rebirth, sorry, the, 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 the crappy one, the, the New 52 one. <laughs> which they, one? <laughs> they, they, they created a younger acting, a younger version of Constantine. But, at, for, for, but, but it would seem that at the same time, there was an ongoing Hellblazer book that showcased the older Constantine from the from the, the original. So, uh-huh. so there's those two versions, at least in the comic books that I know of, the one that's younger in the New 52 and technically now Rebirth, right, who's in the, in the Justice League Dark yeah. books and all that kind of yeah. stuff, plus the Constantine from the Sandman uh, universe. So, which is, I think that's pretty actually fucking cool because you're right, even uh, <laughs> out of the characters, especially in DC, that that's the only kind of difference that you get. Like, everybody else has been fucking up and, well, ba- except Batman, I think. Batman's the only one that's pretty much been the same. No, no. Made a- Batman has different iterations, dude, because there's been, you know, like the standard Batman, the crime syndicate Batman, like Owlman, the oh, Justice yeah, yeah, Batman. Saying, like, good Lord. But like with kind of like I'm very glad that I was wrong in that regard because I never knew that. And I'm pretty sure a bunch of people going to hear this did not know that. Um, well, you're welcome. Thank you very much. The <laughs> the freaking game inverse is pretty awesome. Um, I got to dig deeper into that whole thing. But yeah, yeah like, speaking of which, the Audible book, not to cut you off, but I just finished yeah, the go Audible. For go for it. I loved it. It's narrated by Neil Gaiman himself, who pronounces it Constantine. Ooh, so really? I'm going to start being fancy what? and I'm going to start what? saying John Constantine. I am not going to do that. Especially what? hearing James McAvoy's sexy ass deep voice, John Constantine. It's fucking so, <laughs> I, I loved it. I, it. It's making me want to go back and reread the graphic novels. Uh, they're on sale now, actually, on Comixology. And again, we're not sponsored by anybody. Yet. But <laughs> I highly recommend reading Neil Gaiman's Sandman. I, I've 
throughout the years of reading comic books, I've always been a cape and cowl kind of reader. It's been, you know, shoved down my throat like this is it. That and Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, you know, the, you know, the, the greats, right? Mm-hmm. Alan Moore's Watchmen. Yeah. Neil Gaiman's Sandman is always up there on that list. And now I see why. It's very loosely tied to DC continuity. You get an original story. You know, and and it, with the occasional appearance of a of a mainstream DC Comics character, but it doesn't at all take away from the story. It's really good, and I highly recommend the Audible. I finished it. I hope they release the rest of the volumes in that format. Yeah, so awesome. So t- t- tell us tell us more about this. I like I don't know. Actually, I feel like I'm trying to do like an infomercial. Like tell us more. Yeah. But no, for for real. Like actually, so then the Audible. Is it what? What is it? Is it is it the first volume of of the Ashy Sandman story? I believe it's the first three volumes. Oh, the first three volumes, and I'm sure they're going to continue to release them. I just want to make a quick point that just to go against Rod being fancy, since he's going to say Constantine, <laughs> I'm going to be super ignorant and say John Constantin. <laughs> So he, he has like blood pressure issues, <laughs> cholesterol. Constantin. <laughs> John Constantinople. <laughs> Whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, but that's cool, man. So, 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 so that's dope. All right. So I'm actually, so what do you recommend? Because I've actually, I've never read anything. And I just, I actually downloaded the first volume of Sandman, the first story, because it was, it was on the, <laughs> We're not sponsored or anything, <laughs> but on Comixology Unlimited, right? You you can borrow books, and I borrow for four ninety nine a month. <laughs> and and I I downloaded that first book. I haven't read it yet. But so, what would you recommend? Would you recommend for somebody who's never been exposed to Sandman? Should we go the Audible uh, route or the to get the Constantine? Con, what is it, Constantine? Or John Constantine? Constantin. Constantin. <laughs> you know that's tough because. You know, they, they add narration because obviously we don't get the images with the Audible. So Neil Gaiman adds very colorful narration to the story. And, you know, you kind of, you, you, you create your own uh, mental image of what's happening. And then you have the, you know, the voice actors. Uh, Kat Dennings does uh, Morpheus's sister, Death. Oh, that's crazy. Not bad. That's crazy. Again, the, the dude from Kingsman, whose name escapes me all the time, he does Joan Constantine. And, and, and as I was listening to the Audible, I was wondering for the upcoming HBO Sandman series, how could they not cast James McAvoy at this point? Like, I, I, wait, wait, so who did James McAvoy play? He's Morpheus. Oh, that's He's the, the Lord of Dreams. That's insane, dude. Like, aside from hearing it, I can see that shit. You know what? Okay, here's my recommendation. <laughs> Read the comic with the Audible playing in the back. Wow. <laughs> and get the <laughs> ultimate experience. At that point, that, that's 4D. <laughs> You're going to see the movie whether you like it or not. And Papa Mushroom. Yes. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if popping up mushrooms and then heading into the game in first is something you want to do. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Um, but for those of you who are looking for a, um, another recommendation, I never got past it just because I was being lazy. But check out the first book of um, Lucifer from the game in verse, aside from Sandman. It's a pretty good tome. Lucifer book one, which reminds oh, yeah. me, I got to get book two. And once again, we're not sponsored. They're all on Comixology. From now. 
I like how every creator is getting a verse now. Like I'm hearing the Snyder verse and like the game verse, the Feige verse, the, the Tim verse. Where did that start? Is there any way that we could like, I don't know. Like, I mean, what was the first verse? Was it just a multiverse? And then like, what was the first like trendy one after multiverse? I don't know. I think it must have been, I, I, I don't know. Well, Spider-verse? I think Spider-verse was popping. The comic book series is really good. I think it, I think that might have been like the first time I heard it in comics, aside from like the you know like big time DC multiverse concept. But yeah, but, but right, maybe, exactly. Because DC yeah. comics, that's the strength of DC comics. I think because DC comics has really gone deep into their multiverse. Like they really, really, it's part of you know their canon comic books. I think in in, in Marvel, it's more like. For these specific events, like if it's the Spider Verse events, and that's it. But they don't really look at into the multiverse. Well, like I mean, that. I mean, remember though, um, even though that's DC's thing, and it really kind of is. Marvel, they try to kind of take that because remember the Ultimates, like the Ultimate Universe, and yes, the Marvel Six One Six Verse, and some crazy cataclysm happened, which I don't remember because I don't really read Marvel like that. But then it all basically it was like a modern day crisis on infinite earths, but at Marvel. I like that you said that because Secret Wars, the comic book version by um, Jonathan Hickman emerged. Yeah, the it merged, yeah, the, yeah. The, the latest one merged the Ultimate Universe and the 616 Universe. See what I'm saying? Um, and then like the Russo brothers teased, right? You know, fans are always drooling for any kind of like comic book related yes. gossip. And they were like, oh yeah, we might be maybe interested in doing that. Holy shit. That shit, that, that's the only way they can really, again, up the ante on, on Endgame and Infinity War, which were masterpieces. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that, oh my God, that would be fantastic for them. My only thing is, I don't think they've ever specified the Russo brothers when they comment on this. Do they mean Secret Wars, like the original one from the 80s or the early 90s? Which was about like what was it? What's the game? What's the person called? The the super powerful like being, Grandmaster? The, no, the Beyonder. The Beyonder. Beyonder. The Beyonder takes villains and and heroes and onto a random planet and makes them fight uh, just because, <laughs> right? And that from this, uh, they did that in the Spider Man cartoon, right? I think so. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah. That was the first time I saw the Beyonder. Cause fun fact, that's actually how we get introduced to the black symbiote. You know, the the for the black suit Spider Man. That's how Venom gets introduced into the world in a way. But in the Secret Wars storyline, that's when Spider Man gets his the, the symbiote on him for the very first time. Yeah, and remember that, that. That's basically the best thing about that. But then obviously, yeah, like Rod said, then Jonathan Hickman did an amazing story. Uh, uh, that that was taking building years off of his Avengers New Avengers book storyline that, that led to the Secret and, Wars and Fantastic Four. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was the bookend. It was literally the bookend of uh, the first line of his Fantastic Four comic book. Everything dies, and then the final line of the Secret War. But yeah, in, in that in that story, Doctor Doom is the savior of all reality, and we know that now Marvel has. Doctor Doom to play with, so I'm really I mean, curious as to what they're gonna do. They gotta bring in Michael Fassbender for that or some shit. I don't know. Not to be like a Debbie Downer, but um, when I heard the whole thing about like that they might do Secret Wars and all that shit, I'm like, hey, like, okay, I get it. They did, you know, Infinity War, but like, damn, dude, that's ambitious. <laughs> I feel like there's certain like big events that even on like on a cinematic scale. It's kind of like the same thing as like with like the Great Pyramids, you know what I mean? Like they got discovered, but like we can't really like build them. It's like there's certain comic book events that are like 
great pyramids. Like, you can't really do that shit on film. Or can you? I love... <laughs> I just love that you compared the Marvel Cinematic Universe to one of the wonders of the world, you know, the pyramids and stuff like that. I mean, shit. It It is. If you think about it, It as far as like artistic endeavors, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one of the wonders of the world, artistically speaking. I agree. I agree. That was the fucking deep. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't mind. I do believe. If the, I, I, yeah, Secret Wars would be a big feat. But honestly, fucking Infinity War was a big feat. And they did it, man. So I trust them. My only thing is I don't want them, like DC's been fucking doing, rushing fucking everything. As long as they take fucking 10, 20 Word. years. I don't mind Word. if I'm in my 50s when I see finally Secret Wars Part 1 of 5 or something, you know? Like, yeah. I'm okay we're gonna with be, that. We're going to be just as stoked when we're 50. <laughs> it's going to be yes. great. <laughs> One of us is going to die from cardiac arrest in one of these movies. Or COVID. I'm with it. Or COVID. And and or COVID. My whole thing is like... COVID wars. (laughs) Russo Brothers directing. Secret COVID wars. (laughs) Or Avengers COVID. Anyway. um, In regards to what you were saying, Miguel, I think that, you know what? DC has fucked up so much. And mind you, home is where the heart is. That is my company. I do take a side on the Great War, even though I don't believe there should be one. Um, <laughs> I think they're there. I think they fucked up so much by now that they were like, you know what? Let's stop being jerks and stop being greedy and actually do shit in a thoughtful manner. You know what I mean? And I think because yeah. they thought, they thought doing all these movies that, you know, like Justice League was going to be some like giant massive hit. And even though it did make money, they know like, that money tasted wrong to them, I think. <laughs> I think they're there. I think they're there because all the crazy shit they're doing, they're trying to like, hey, we hear you guys. Take all this crazy shit that you never thought would happen. Like the Snyder Cut. Let's not go on a tangent. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I take a little bit of issue with all this like DC fucked up. No, no, no. Joss Whedon came in and fucked up the Justice League. Outside of that, mm. Wonder Woman performed well. Shazam performed well. Aquaman performed well. Man of Steel and BVS, granted, they were a bit darker in tone. They didn't perform as well in the box office, but they have a strong cult following. So much so that we're getting the end of that trilogy, which I couldn't be more stoked about. But I digress, and I will stop there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, they kind of fucked up. Just as into That's kind of like getting really top quality ingredients and fucking up the cake. Exactly. What about Marvel with uh, (laughs) Captain Marvel? That shit was whack. Come on. Let's be honest. What are you talking about? Fuck. I loved Captain Marvel. I will never watch that movie again. Wait, wait. Which Captain Marvel? We should have to rewatch it. Just to be sure. Because Captain Marvel movie. To be honest, yeah, I mean, both Captain Marvels, oddly enough, weren't all that great. You know, like the Marvel Captain Marvel and then like the DC Shazam movie. Damn, I, th- I think I'd rather watch Shazam over oh. Captain Marvel. Even Dude. even though I didn't like I didn't like Shazam either. And yes, I am that old school. I do call Shazam Captain Marvel. <laughs> Word, I know you're my classic. That's not even that old school. That was just a new Fifty Two change. I know, I know, is... but but it's being forced down our throats. That's why I said which Captain Marvel movie? Because in my head, Shazam is a Captain. Marvel. The one called Captain Marvel. <laughs> Facts. There was a Marvel one shot not too long ago where. They're showing like the Captain Marvel, you know, um, what's her face? Carol Danvers. Uh, Carol Danvers. Yeah, her iterations across the multiverse. And some clever artist kind of drew like an aside panel 
a bit of um, oh, you know, yeah. Shazam's cuff <laughs> boot. And like kind of like just throwing a little Easter egg to the fans, like, oh yeah, this is a Captain Marvel throughout the multiverse. So maybe these people are related, these uh superheroes in some kind of weird way. They should do a crossover. That'd be epic. That, uh, what, what, that was the one shot where Wolverine came back to life. Right. Right. When that that whole story, the I forgot what it was called when the when the new Infinity War storyline started in the comic books, mm-hmm. which was which was all right. All right, but all right. So we, uh, so San Diego Comic Con gave us a few things <laughs> to talk about. I think the last thing that came out for that we all cared about, but you know we didn't look into it too much, was basically that the boys, which we just reviewed, sees the, the trailer for the season two, which hasn't started yet. That season three is confirmed, so that's fucking cool. Which is freaking crazy because that means that the trailer for season two was so good. <laughs> that they renewed it for a season three, not having seen season two. They saw the trailer and they were like, sign it. And let's be honest, does Amazon Prime have anything else that's good? I mean... They got some shit with, uh, was it John Krasinski? What's that shit called? Uh, damn, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, the, it's like that, that John Grisham that book. Shit. You know, that shit. The, the, or something like that, you know? No, but they also have, I will say, as a comedy fan, I love comedy. They have a show called Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've heard it's, it's good. It's fantastic. It's a great comedy show. It's about stand-up comedy. It's really, really good. But yeah, exactly. But, but they have that. They have, but they do have, they have, honestly, I trust Amazon Prime way more than I trust Hulu. Mm. That's a pretty interesting to say, considering that the past, I want to say maybe 45 seconds were us dead air trying to figure out what Amazon has. <laughs> like we couldn't think of shit. <laughs> they had a really, now they had a really good comedy that I devoured called Catastrophe. I think it ran for three seasons. There you go. I yeah. loved it. Yeah, they had Catastrophe. They have a show I saw, Modern Love. It's a great show. They have Fleabag. That's another really good show. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a great show. The Voice is a great show. They had The Tick uh, on there, too, which is kind of a really, which is oh, pretty yeah. good. I forgot yeah. all about that. <laughs> Come on, man. I know my Amazon. It's not that bad. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. But nothing as good as The Voice, though. The Voice is fucking great. And if I'm not mistaken, that Ms. Maisel show got like 20 Emmy nominations or some shit. Oh, like yeah. I, I think it, it, it was only beat. Oh, this is actually irrelevant. It was only beat an Emmy nomination by Watchmen. Watchmen. Yeah. Well deserved. I had, to, I had to jump in on that one. I love that show. Facts. Facts. Yeah. All right. So, best streaming service. Go. Best. Dang. Oh, I still have to go with Netflix, I think, for now. Netflix streaming. There. Why? HBO Max. HBO Max is getting there, but I, well, maybe we'll see what they do. Because Netflix is, for me, the tried and true. They were the first ones. And at this point, they have good old shit. And at this point, I know anything they make that has a Netflix stamp, I'm pretty confident I'm going to probably enjoy it. Is, is the, yeah, I'll, ha- I'll have to say Netflix. Is Daredevil still up? Hell yeah. I think it is. Okay. Dude, I think okay. they're going to milk that for views. Like, they're going to get a cease and desist letter from, you know, like from Disney. Like, yeah. From Kevin like, Feige. Like, yeah, you guys got to take that down now. And they're going to reply, <laughs> do we really, though? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with DC Universe because <laughs> I'm still enjoying Stargirl. Wow. What? You know me, man. I love my DC. They still got Stargirl, which is pretty good. <laughs> Doom Patrol season two so far is off to kind of a slow start. It's uh, it's not for everyone, but I'm still enjoying it. And, you know, we're still getting Titans, which, well, you know, when it comes to think of it, I kind of only watch DC shows, so I, I'm not really the best to judge. <laughs> the crazy part about DC, didn't they drop the Swamp Thing season, but they had already told fans that it was canceled? 
Like, like they told people that it was canceled and then dropped the season anyway. Right? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that doesn't even, I'm not even going to, I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's crazy. Yeah, because come on, Netflix gave us all those awesome Netflix Marvel D- uh, Marvel shows, right? We got we got fucking Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Defenders, Punisher. We got that. I miss all of the them. old guard movie, which both Jess and I have seen. Rod, you gotta watch oh, it. It's my fucking goodness. great, yeah, based do. on the image book. Yeah, you do. Fuck that movie. Damn, it was a comic book movie, man. Yeah, word, man. Gosh, good lord. But oh, by the way, you kind of reminded me. Um, I wanted to tell you guys. So, in regards to Punisher, he might be coming back. Bernthal might be making a comeback. The debate is up whether it fits to Hulu, whether he appears in the cinematic universe, or who knows. But there's definitely talks of Bernthal pairing over. And hopefully, that's, that, also, that also kind of signals oh. Charlie Cox, I'm hoping. But it's crazy how the MCU still has so much material to go through. Yeah. yeah. They've only scratched the surface. Yeah, no, and I heard that too about so about the Charlie Cox too, because apparently I think so apparently in by in December, that's when Netflix uh say uh, their their ownership of the rights of these characters ends and it goes back to Marvel. So there's some speculation also like in that 3 a.m. dark web fucking deep dives that that by the you know in january we might get some word of potentially exactly that like you know john bernthal uh, uh charlie cox returning as their iconic characters because honestly i feel at this point look i don't know i wouldn't be ready to see a new daredevil you know i, I need to see charlie cox back as daredevil like come on like it ended so epically with bullseye fucking being introduced like don't like just pick it up from where it left off come on and Disney Plus still has that Moon Knight show coming up. I say throw in all oh. those guys, make it continuity. Because I, yes. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like that Moon Knight show may have been uh, a Netflix. It may have started at Netflix, but then you know carried over into Disney Plus because that character is so tied into mm-hmm. the rest of the Defenders. So they can just you know bring all those guys back in the Moon Knight show and make them continuity. That'd be dope. Yes. Yeah, and it would be very impractical for them to recast such iconic roles as Bernthal Punisher and Cox Daredevil. Like, why even waste the energy on trying to find new Word. ones when, one, they aren't huge stars, so they'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll definitely take the roles, and they played those characters masterfully. They may literally be the best iterations of both characters we've gotten so far. Why get new people? They're the only ones. Yeah. Oh no, Ben Affleck was Daredevil. <laughs> your, your boy. That's my Affleck. <laughs> Daredevil. Oh look, and that's another double dip that people forget about. Daredevil was Batman, or Batman is Daredevil, vice versa. <laughs> that's a pretty cool. All right, guys, and on that note, we're gonna wrap up this little shindig here. I just want to thank everybody for listening. I love you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure to hanging out with you guys and talking comics and all the crazy nonsense. I'm Chez, everybody. Yeah, and I do want to say as much as I love the podcast, I was excited for us for our first San Diego Comic-Con podcast special to be dope. But it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, like yeah, man. Comic-Con at home was, you know, they, they, they tried their best, you know. But, and so right. did we. So did we. And I'm Miguel. So peace. <laughs> Wait, and New York Comic-Con has been canceled, right? I believe so. Okay. Well, 
Amrad, and you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Legion on Zoom, Instagram.com slash Legion on Zoom. Just, just Google Legion on Zoom and just add us to everything. Tattoo our faces on your ass or anywhere else that you want. We love you guys. Love you guys. Later. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.